0: This is episode 61, let's get started. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kinney Kinney. Hey everybody, I hope everybody's doing great. We are actually on location in Cincinnati and uh, I am grateful to be here with Kurt Furman. Kurt actually works at Thornwell, which is in South Carolina, and he works with teen girls. And we are going to be talking about following instructions and the way that that skill works. So I'm um, super grateful to have you here, Kurt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, following instructions as a skill. It seems like a fairly simple skill because there aren't a lot of steps really, you know, for parents to take. And one of the questions we get often is this looks a little too simple. In your work with the girls, how effective is following instructions, like going through those steps? And
1: Yeah, it is. It's... Following instructions is one of those skills that we look at first. A a child coming into the the cottage is going to have that, right away is gonna be one of their first skill sets. And something that I've learned over our time is that you can't assume something is simple or obvious. And uh, because these kids are coming from environments where that normal parenting isn't happening. And so just assuming that someone can take an instruction and follow it is just not healthy. Yeah. And so what we typically will do with a kid that's coming in, we put it uh, to use right away. Yeah. And um, we tend to couple that with asking permission as well, because that's, again, a skill that they struggle and those pair really well together. Right, And then it also allows them to come back to us and go, all right, am I supposed to do this? And uh, we can give them some guidance as we go through. And for us, we try to start small, especially if we have a kid that just has basically been able to do whatever they wanted, right. um, they have a hard time with following rules and following guidelines and policies within the, the house and at school even mm-hmm. and um, sometimes it's just those small wins yeah. of even asking a child to sit down and sit calmly so we can talk that simple instruction and then uber praise it when they they are able to accomplish that right um, and it seems silly right right it, <laughs> it, it does it does. Yeah. <laughs> because it just seems like something that anybody should be able to do especially somebody who's 15 16 years old but a lot of these kids that come to us because of trauma emotionally are sometimes only 8 10 years old and so they have the same responses and, and abilities as an 8 or 10 year old even though they're 15 right and um, it's, it's easy to forget that and it's easy to get even frustrated with that Mm -hmm. uh, when you're like, you're 16, you should be able to do this, right? I think that's important just not to assume and and be able to take that time to go back to those basic things because learning following instruction at its basic core Mm -hmm. is what everything else builds off of. of Learning any other skill is about following that instruction of that skill. And so I think it's really foundational for anyone working with the teaching family model to be able to build that foundation so that you have a strong support
0: i love what you're saying and i the reason that i love it is because it is a foundation i mean when we think about following instructions it spans almost everything else in the child's life for success i mean being able to just follow simple instructions from an adult and then from a boss and then from you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it just kind of bleeds into everything else and so is there any suggestions you you have for parents who have children that are like really fighting against practicing this skill? Like, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Well, for us, you know, a lot of times if, if we have a kid that's just completely refusing, use what we call extended management, where we essentially disengage mm-hmm. and say, all right, until you're able to follow this you know, task, then we're no longer able to engage. Okay. Don't like silence. Nobody likes <laughs> silence, right? Nobody likes just kind of being shut off. And so it's amazing how you can have a kid even in full meltdown, right. and you just disengage and say, until you follow this simple task of sitting at a table and sitting calmly, or whatever the task might be. We can't talk. So, and, yeah. and they will turn around very quickly. It's amazing. Okay.
0: So in a way, if you're dealing with a highly resistant child, it's okay to take a break and say, Absolutely, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back to this, but we're not letting this go.
1: It seems counterintuitive. Okay, When we first started, yeah. we started in a house that was a little bit younger and um, they had some extreme behaviors. And the concept of disengaging where my natural instinct was no we need to uber engage right we need to control the situation right and it was amazing to see just backing off how that just stopped the child because it removed that audience it removed the attention they were trying to get right and suddenly they come back in a line and then you give them attention for doing it appropriately and suddenly now they want to seek that approval.
0: Do you have any stories of teaching following instructions and how it's been successful.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when I look over the years, like I said, it's a little different with younger versus the older kids. But, you know, with the younger kids, I think, you know, we've had some that were very hard. You know, I've had kids that have just completely tried getting in your face to get you mad and to, you know, and to just refuse to do anything that you've asked them to do and tear up the house while doing it. But yet those are the kids that over time, and I think the, the key thing is, is building a relationship with the kids. Right. When you have that trust, they know that you have their best interest, even though they don't like what you're asking them to do. And I think that gives you a little leverage to move them in that direction right. of, of being able to do it. But in the short term, you know, especially as you're in that initial stage, I think trusting the model is the most important thing. Okay. It's so easy to feel like, all right, I need to get control of this. And in the sense of, if you just trust the model, mm-hmm. It works. Yeah, I mean, time and time again, and we've said it in some of our sessions, you know, here at the conference. The not feeling like you know you don't have to be this master's degree or doctorate degree person that knows all this stuff. It's just trusting the model yeah. and following the steps, and it works. It turns kids around. Yeah, and I've seen it happen time and time again. And uh, and some of the hardest kids I've had are the ones that, when it was time for them to leave, they were almost sad to leave. And to hear a, a child that was you know their job in their family was to be the fighter yeah. you know the protector of the family and and was always violent and in trouble to see that same child after being with us and leaving you know crying asking why do I have to go you kept me safe I'm safe here mm-hmm. like just to know that that happened but it was because we followed the model with him we yeah. were consistent with it and um, and he was able to learn that you know I've had some kids in the cottage where especially ones that are you know that ADHD kind of that ping-pong ball those are the hardest ones I think because they get distracted so quickly and I think the important thing there is you can't give complicated instructions okay if you give multiple step they're gonna get distracted something sparkly is gonna catch their eye right. between one and two step one and two and they're gonna be gone right and so it's just natural so you may want a certain task but cut it up give a small instruction that they can complete very quickly right then give another instruction you can't just give it all out because oh. they won't be able to do it because they, their minds won't allow them to they'll be off in left field
0: so let's say that there's a parent and they want their child to take the garbage out there's a lot of distractions this child is highly inattentive mm-hmm. then w- how would you break that skill down how would you break that task down yeah
1: I think with let's say taking out the garbage yeah I would say that one I would build into routine routines are great for teaching okay. you know following instruction, whether it be your morning routines Mm -hmm. or your evening routines. But if the garbage was always going out at the same time each day so that it made sense to them that this was just the time to do that versus the garbage is full and you don't want to deal with it anymore. Now we're dealing with, they're on TV and you're asking them to stop TV to take out the trash. That's going to cause a conflict, right? right? That's going to cause a a battle. But if there's a consistency there of maybe after dinner, everybody puts their plates away, we scrape the plates, and then the garbage goes out. Right. By building that into a routine, it's more natural, right. and you're not pulling them away from something that they're wanting. Okay. And, um, and so I think that that helps a lot mm-hmm. if you can build it into the routine of the, the rhythm of your home.
0: This is amazing information. Holy cow, because my brain is going a million miles of an hour thinking about how uh, you can structure following instructions to just simple things. Like if you have the expectation that we're going to just all do this, then you can start teaching following instructions because it's just part of it. And then integrating that into them following other instructions. Absolutely. Right. Wow. Okay, my mind is blown. So integrating following instructions to things that you normally do is a fast and easy way Mm-hmm. to get them on board, and then you start expanding it to more difficult things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And okay. and I think when they do things correctly, breaking it down for them yeah. after the fact in that praise moment so that they see that what they did was really good right. and that it actually helped them get it done faster, right? The It only took you like 30 seconds to take that garbage out because you we did it right in this moment. And they realize that, oh, this saves time just to do it as we're doing it instead of waiting till later. Right. And they see that benefit and that follows into doing homework. Hey, when you get home from school, if you just get it done right away, then you can just play the rest of the night. Right. And they see that that frees up time for them to do what they want. Right. And so it it, it versus give them what they want right away and then now you're battling trying to pull them away to do homework. Okay, It's that finding those rhythms that where it's easy to give the instruction right and it's easy to guide them through that instruction
0: okay i love that i absolutely love that and i think a lot of parents will find that very helpful because really a house does run that way i mean there is a rhythm mm-hmm. and once a parent can establish the rhythm they can use following instructions in that rhythm
1: well even our own as adults were that way yeah right? yeah, yeah you know my wife is for the last eight months has been getting up at five thirty in the morning which is a miracle <laughs> um for my wife because she couldn't hibernate but she's been getting up 5 30 in the morning every Monday Wednesday Friday mm-hmm. to go to the to the Y and she swims and um, you know she started out with just a couple of laps and now she's doing over 50 laps even when she has she had gotten injured and had some surgery she almost was panicking about not being able to maintain that routine right because she knows if I break it it's gonna be harder to get back right. once you get that routine, it's so much easier to maintain it, right, mm-hmm. and, and just keep it because it's natural. And same thing, if we create a routine where those instructions are being built into that, it becomes more natural. It's easier to maintain it. It's easier to guide, and then it's easier to increase the uh, you know those instructions to you know grow that attention span to be right. able to handle larger tasks
0: yeah no that's great so like taking out the garbage is one cleaning your room would be another one mm-hmm. if you integrate that into the routine how would you do let's say the room is completely messy yeah like how do you break that down yeah like, with kids well
1: the way we do it so we have eight teenage girls so you okay. can imagine what that could look like
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> and... I don't want to imagine what
1: that looks so like. we have a morning routine okay that they are to get up, they get ready for school, and they need to actually have their room in a ready state, right. um, which basically means their bed needs to be made there can 't be anything laying on the floor, you know dirty clothes need to be in a hamper, clean clothes need to be in a drawer or hanging and um, and surfaces need to be orderly and every morning that gets checked because of that, even though when they go in and they might start doing you know makeovers and things like that, it looks like a bomb went off but it's never stays that way. When they're done with the task, it needs to go back to that because they know in the morning they're not gonna have a lot of time. Yeah. And so they've kind of self-regulate their okay. their order in the room because they know it'll make it easier in the morning when they have right. to get it ready. Right. And then once a week we do a more deep clean where they really need to clean out all the, the stuff. Everything else. We just try to maintain, it just needs to look nice when we walk in. Yeah. You know, it can't be in shambles. Yeah. That's an important thing to learn that, you know, even when they move on, with life and they have their own place yeah and somebody's not telling them they need to see that I will actually like this yeah. looking orderly and mm-hmm. clean it's it's more uh, calming it's it's more enjoyable to be in that space right. than when it's a mess
0: what I love about that is that you guys have integrated cleaning your room into the routine rather than making it an event Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of parents do so a lot of parents are like clean your room it's super messy but it's like out of the blue and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of random and really kids are will fight that and more likely to fight that than they would
1: well and like i said when you get those instructions into the routine of life it doesn't take long no our kids can have their rooms put together within five minutes if yeah. they need to. And so because of that, it makes it easier. It You don't get as much pushback because it's not worth pushing back for because it, it's only five minutes. Right. Um, whereas if we just let it go for a month and it's a horrible mess, then it's overwhelming. They mm-hmm. don't know where to start. They don't know how to handle it. And then that same instruction of clean your room suddenly becomes a battle. Yeah. Because they don't even know where to start. Right now if you find yourself in that position i think there again we go back to what we said in the beginning break it up into small pieces because they can't yeah they don't have that ability to to see that and so you know that's where i would say all right let's take all the dirty clothes right and let's put it in this hamper right here so just that's all i need you to do and you start with that task and that that's not overwhelming right just pick up the clothes throw it in the hamper right i'm done awesome especially if it's a young child where maybe that is an overwhelming thing give them a break Go have them some time and then say, Okay, let's work on something else. Let's take all the toys and put them on the shelves. And so they they put it on the shelves. Then you're getting that root floor clean and, and and i would pick those pieces that would have the biggest impact so suddenly like oh like i would start with dusting right right start with those big things where things are just put in their place and suddenly the kid like feels like they accomplished something Mm -hmm. now they get kind of excited about it and then you're like hey do you need help with your bed you know and sometimes even just asking for help and even if you're just standing there as helper just you being there is enough support for them to be able to get it done yeah but breaking that down and taking and of course it takes time on our part right right and sometimes we don't like that at the end of a tired day, last thing you want to do is more work, right? Right. But I think it's important. It's an investment in the kid, and we'll help them. And ultimately help you because you're not nobody likes conflict nobody likes getting in those power struggles
0: right I have loved everything that you've shared uh, specifically about integrating following instructions into routines and then just making it a natural kind of more natural part of this is how our family works Mm -hmm. this is how the system works in our home and we're just gonna naturally do this so start off with something that you naturally do and just integrate that into a consistent routine over time with following instructions and it's okay to give small instructions yeah and then pray them for what they're able to do. I loved something you said earlier about, you know, a child may present as like 16. They may be 16, mm-hmm. but emotionally they're not. And yeah. so you kind of have to adjust. Like you have to be willing to adjust. So that's fantastic. That is, that is great. Now, um, one thing I did want to ask you is to just tell me briefly about Thornwell. Like what type of work do you guys do? Who do you guys work with?
1: Yeah. Well, Thornwell has been around for 145 years. It started back after the civil war. Presbyterian minister saw a need. There were, a lot of children without families after that and so it started up as a as an orphanage and today it has grown to a residential program of course but we also have services on on campus uh, to the community where we are preventatively working with families teaching these types of things to the families through Mm -hmm. our strengthening families program Mm -hmm. Um, we've now had several cycles of that and it's really amazing to see how families that were in crisis have actually been brought together Um, It's something that the parents and the kids do together. So parents learn to be parents and kids learn to be kids. And they learn to be family together through the program. And it's amazing to see the stories that we hear from those. And then we have our Building Families Program where we actually, throughout South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, we have people that are going into the homes, again, doing preventative care, teaching similar uh, steps within the home, helping with specific issues that are going on there. Uh We also have a school on campus, a number of other Uh Uh, smaller programs that we run and we've just in the last three years, started uh, licensing foster parents. And okay. so we have both the foster homes and the residential
0: homes. So in all of these, you are using the teaching family model. And,
1: and pretty much every of those, a teaching family model is, you know, at the core of the teaching. Yeah,
0: That's wonderful. And I'm just saying this to the people who are listening. You can see the range of different services where this model is being implemented mm-hmm. and different populations of kids in need and just how effective it can be. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think it can be very easy to get Caught up in the tangible implementation of the model yeah. uh, within each of those things, you, you came to a group home, saw how we implement it. You'd be like, I couldn't do that in my own house, right? Right, and that's what I think I love about your website. It has taken that model but wrapped it in a context that is very beneficial to just your natural home environment. Right, it's really I think a great work that you guys have done. Oh, I think I just think it's it's a great thing. But understanding that bigger philosophy of what teaching families is about. Mm-hmm. It's about treating that kid, regardless of their state, as a person of value and being able to guide them in a kind way that allows them to develop as a person. And that's really what teaching family It about.
0: is. It's about relationships. It's about making that connection. It's about helping people become independent and self-sufficient. It's a wonderful thing. I want to thank Kurt for joining us. I think that this has been a fantastic uh, review of how we can use following instructions in our daily lives. Be sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to give us a five-star rating and uh, you can get more information on the Smarter Parenting website. You'll be able to get more information on this discussion and you can download a transcript of what we've talked about. You can see following instructions on the Smarter Parenting website. That skill is available there. You can see it in video format. It gives a parent explaining how to do it, with two examples, one with a younger child and then with an older child, and gives you suggestions and ideas of how you can implement it in your home. So jump over to the Smarter Parenting website to watch that video. Uh, We'd love to have your comments as well. And that's it for me. I will see you again later.